Episodes of the Officer Down Memorial Podcast may contain strong language and violent content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. This is Scott. Hey, I'd like to take a minute to mention and thank our newest Minnesota sponsor, Law Enforcement Labor Services, for their help supporting this project. We refer to them as LALS. They are Minnesota's largest public safety labor union. They have over 7,000 members across the state, and uh, they're just an amazing, amazing group of people supporting our cops. And they're also there to support our survivor families and help them navigate through everything when they've lost their hero in the line of duty. Their executive director, Jim Mortensen, is a retired lieutenant who is involved in the Brian Kleinfelter story and is on that episode. And Jim and his staff, they're great people, and they work day and night to support cops in Minnesota, as well as their families, and we're so happy to have them as a sponsor. So you can find out more about their services at lels.org. We're working on a number of fallen officer stories, including the Richard Magnuson story from the Roseau County Sheriff's Office, the Felicia Riley story from St. Paul PD, and Tim Bowe's story from the Minneapolis State Patrol. So we're waiting on public data releases for these stories. So while, oh, hey, we're also working on the McLeod County Sheriff Joseph Rogers story, which is a super, super interesting story. It's an old one too. Um, little vigilante twist in that one. Uh, you'll really enjoy that one. That one's probably going to be the next one coming out. So when we produce these stories, we make sure we have all the public data from the agencies involved so we can cross-reference and make sure they're as historically accurate as possible to honor these fallen heroes and their families. It can take a long time for many of these agencies to fill out requests for this type of public data because it's often stored on different servers with limited access. And as is the case with some of these files we're working on right now, the stories are being stored up by hard copy in different buildings. So it's not as easy as them going to a file on their computer, pulling pulling uh, data and sending it to us. So our requests are a lot of work for these agencies that are already super busy. So we really, really appreciate their help and support. While we're waiting to get these stories done, I thought it would be fun to share this interview. As many of you know, I worked in radio before I was a cop. Yeah, I know, weird, um, but it's true. And Last month in May on Peace Officers Memorial Day, my wife Rosie and I had the opportunity to hang out in studio with the Tom Bernard Show, with Tom, Brittany, and Rudy on Tom's Morning Show, and we we really had a blast. We talked about the memorial, we talked about the importance of remembrance, talked about some fun cop stuff, and we just hung out with our crew for about 40 minutes or so on the morning show and, and just had a great time. So if you haven't checked out the Tom Bernard Show, you have to. It's it's a great show. These guys are fun in the morning to wake up to and start off your day. And the beauty of podcasts, which is different now, a different twist now than uh, with morning shows uh, on the radio in the past, is if you can't listen to it in the morning, you can check their episodes out anytime online at TomBernardShow.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We've listed his links in the show notes, so uh, check it out. They've also got a great app for your cell phone to make listening even easier and to text or message the morning show as it's going on. So it's it's really fun. So check it out, and we'll be back soon with another Fallen Hero story. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you think that Brittany should have been a cop? You'd no. make a great. You'd make a no. great cop. No, no. you would. Because I was a I'm, medic in the military because I wasn't good at like I liked getting away and doing like the side job okay. and like chilling out. <laughs> I was not a good. I hate I medicals. I know. That's the one thing I hate on my job. 
uh, people like and like medics in general where we just we find a spot to lay down and read we are <laughs> oh that's nice it is that's yes nice. We, we relax until you need us right. like we're always in chill mode I had a um, when we would go uh, to Camp Ripley I had an ambulance that I like rigged up a little bed in because like until you need us we chill we read right. like I am like a cat around the military. <laughs> like, and they used to call me Gypsy because I'd be like hidden in some place and right. then I'd come out with like some sort of little tinker. Like, I was not, you know. You'd and I was be attached a great to, cop. I'm telling you. I was attached. You care? Well, I but I was attached to an infantry unit, and they had a different mindset than right, I did. Right, and right. I was like, <laughs> so I and I, I, you know, I love cops, and and I think there's something beautiful about you coming and talking about it, and you know. It, I, a big problem we had in the military, and this is just me speaking on, like we talk about some of the systemic issues, is that people would cover for each other. Right. And, you know, we had a couple emails, people texting or messaging in about what's going on. There's so many good cops. I know there's so many good cops. I interact with them all the time. So, like, what happens in a, in a station when you know there's a bad cop? So one, I think one of the challenges you see in a lot of the bigger agencies in Minneapolis, maybe, whether it's Minneapolis or Detroit mm-hmm. or Chicago, yeah. these agencies are so big. Yeah. You know, they you you have several hundred officers who don't know each other. Oh, okay. So they develop um, cultures within that agency. I see. And one of the challenges, if you look at um, look at uh, Minneapolis Shot Spotter, for example, I don't know if right. you've ever gone online to to look at that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, this year, if you look at shots to, to year to date, it's every corner of every block. It is. There's been shots reported. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. So those guys who work up there, I have yeah. friends who work up there, and all they do is go from shooting to shooting to shooting. That's all they do. They don't do traffic. They're not allowed to do traffic stops in some areas. Really? Um, you just all you could do is go call to call to call. God. And when you are in that environment. For so many years without being taken out of that environment, you get to the point where you're always on guard. Yeah. You're always watching your back. You're always, because uh, you're always dealing with people, or not always, but m- more often than not, you're dealing with people who don't want you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that becomes your norm. So it, it hardens you. Yeah. You know, so a lot of agencies really try and move people from uh, either precinct to precinct or different assignments, whether it's investigations, whether it's um, DUI enforcement or whatever, you know, different, different areas. So they don't get, they don't get complacent or cold in, or they don't get stuck in that one area. Yeah. Um, but for those guys that are working those high crime areas and they do it year after year, after mm-hmm. year, after year, um, it changes you. Yeah. I mean, the job changes you anyway. There's so oh, much yeah. stuff you oh, see yeah. in here that you can't unsee. I know. I, you, you that's, know. I couldn't do that. Yeah, You can't, and, you know, so you just have to find a way to, to manage it. And, uh, some can and some can't, Yeah. you know, and it's, it's a struggle. Well, thanks for yeah. Thanks for letting me speak to that. I yeah, think, and ask no, that absolutely. It's, yeah. Could you just delete that, Rudy, to the part where she was talking? And just uh, <laughs> this is the whole show. Yeah. Actually, they don't even record. Mine doesn't even yeah, go out. It doesn't, out it doesn't even go out at all. <laughs> this is like a Make a Wish program that I'm just even in here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, when you look at 900,000 cops nationwide, <laughs> and you look at you know how many millions of contacts that they have with people. Yeah. And it's one or two here and there that have. That get into a, an incident where it's criminal. Yeah. Um, there's there's no numbers that support systemic, whether it's systemic use of force or systemic racism. There's no there's no numbers to support that nationally. Now there may be certain cultures and different yeah, agencies absolutely. that have issues that need to get cleaned up. Absolutely. You know um, because but but the reality is no 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 nobody hates a good nobody hates a bad cop more than a good cop. 
That's what I... That's, no, I agree. I, you I, know. That's how I... I mean, it must be true, just because, like, yeah. in the military, we all knew... I mean, we were very protective of everybody, which right. was terrible. I mean, I'll be very no, honest. Absolutely. I'll speak on that. When yep. an infantry unit, you know the people who are crazy. You know the people that shouldn't have guns, and you just go, <laughs> right. watch out. Don't don't walk in front of that right, one, you know? Right, right. And we're so protective over our people, and so I, I always had that mindset, so... It is lo- amazing to hear because I assume so, and I—I lo- I mean, yeah. I got to do a ride along with Andy Stender with yeah, sure. his dog yep. Booker, who <clears throat> yep. yeah. baby Booker. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I've, Booker. I've been so lucky, and the interactions I've had makes me have faith in right. police officers, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I love hearing that. You know, there's nothing that a good cop hates more than a bad no. cop. No, no, and it's true. And um, but the bond that you get with the guys that you work with is unlike. No other bond you're ever yeah. going to have with any, in any other line of work, yeah. um, because those guys will die for you. Yeah. Um, and law enforcement's no different. Law enforcement's very different than anything any other first responder job too. There's yeah. no other first responder career where you send one guy into the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, the fire department's never going to send one guy into a house fire. You know, they're going to send a team. Yeah. Right. In military, my youngest, you're in, you were in the military. My, my youngest son's in the military. They don't send one guy in; they send no. a team in because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go in and dominate and take care of whatever the problem is. With law enforcement, we we send one guy in, and we expect him to go in, whether right. it's an active shooter in a school or whether <clears throat> yep. it's a domestic or or um, whatever the case may be. It's the only career like it where we expect one guy to be willing to run in when everybody else is running out. <laughs> And then, and then, armchair quarterback everything that he does um, when the call goes to shit. Right? Excuse my language. We'll get famous by it. Show yourself. I know. Sorry. One of my favorite stories of all time. I'm four years old. We at the time lived uh, at Spruce Place, right about a half a block off of Loring Park. Yep. We had moved. We'd moved a few months later. I do remember, but I was playing out front because we lived in an apartment building. Okay. Right there, 1200 Spruce Place. And I'm playing out front, just having a great time. I'm four years old. Just everything's wonderful. And uh, I hear, young man, and I look up, and I keep looking up, and I keep looking up because there's a cop in full uniform. He's uh, about 6'2". He goes, are you Tom Bernard? And I, yes, sir, I am. Goes, <laughs> you need to come with me. I'm like, what? He said, you need to come with me right now. Um, we're gonna go see your mother. Turned out to be her cousin. Oh, <laughs> so mean. That's so mean. As a kid, oh. Lamont Dean. I think about Lamont my nephew. Lamont was one of my favorite people on earth. I loved that man. Lamont Dean. Now that's Lamont a name. Dean. That was her, her cousin, Lamont. He he died just a couple of years ago. He lived to be oh, like ninety-two funny. years old. That would scar kids. I mean, you still you can tell that you have a visceral memory of that. Yeah. Oh God, it scared the piss off. Yeah. I mean, cops like, have a cops tend to have a different sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of do. We had one proposal of they an officer do. who proposed to another officer who was a cop, and um, oh. I was in investigations at the time, and I and and he brought up this was TJ, and he brought up this idea where where I want you to bring my wife in and give her the impression that you found. Uh, illegal porn on my computer. Oh my god! And then, really? And, and, and then you run her through the ringer, and then I'll propose to her. Mm. I'm like, I, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So I interviewed her and gave her the impression that there was child porn on the computer. Stop! And TJ's on the backside of the two-way mirror or one-way, one-way, one-way mirror. Yeah. Because yep. this was an o- older. We didn't have video back then, and and 
he's he's watching, and I, I've got her crying. And I know both of them. I'm one of the investigators there. And, and I, I said, okay, I'm going to let you take a break. I'm going to walk out, and I'll come back in. So I walk out, and TJ's outside, and I'm like, TJ. He's like, no, this is great, dude. Keep going. Like, really? Yep, keep going. All right. So I go back in. I make up another another line of crap, and I'm just telling her, you know, how much trouble he's going to be in, how much trouble she could be in because the computer was in her house, so there's a possession issue. And then the third time I went out, TJ's like, no, keep going. I'm like, no, dude, I got to quit. I got to stop. I got to stop. And he came in with me, and she just kind of, her jaw just dropped. He came in with me, and he got down on one knee, and then she slugged him. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and then, and then, there then, you and then go. he proposed. She said yes, thank God. But I was going to say, I there's an option in there. There's her not father a- at the wedding was very cold to me. He, he didn't seem to have a very good sense of humor about my my joke. I, anyway, yeah. I know it, was, it wasn't even mine, it was TJ's. And he took it way farther than I was going to. But oh, she my took god. it hook, line, and sinker and was very emotional. And also, there's some things that you can't. Like there's an impression that like gets put on your head when you oh, find yeah. something like that out. Oh yeah. Where you have to remind yourself like you it's she's... like like when you wake up from a bad dream and your husband right. cheated on you in yeah. the dream and yeah. you're pissed at them. Right. Like yeah, that she's... is still now impression. She in checked her. his Google history for months. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Just to make sure that he's not on Pornhub or oh, something. Oh my God. We have to take a quick break here. Be right back. <laughs> Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Chris Egger will join us right after this. Tom Bernard here. Are you ready for some throttle therapy? Cruise the water in luxury on a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge. Enjoy sunset from the water. It is beautiful. No question. Entertain the kids. Float on the lakes all summer long. It all starts at the Lodge, the Twin Cities' newest Bennington dealer, the Power Lodge, with locations in Brainerd, Onamia, Ramsey, and Miller Marine of St. Cloud. Hundreds of pontoons in stock across all Power, Power Lodge locations. Your summer fun begins at the Power Lodge. You've heard it. Brittany is trying to get me to commit to buying a new pontoon for her family. Oh, yeah. To hang around, and the easiest way to have a bunch of friends come out of the woodwork is to own a pickup truck or a pontoon. We know that. I had instant friends when I owned a pontoon. Enjoy the best days of summer with new friends on your favorite lakes in a brand new Bennington pontoon from the Power Lodge. Miller Marine is St. Cloud's largest Bennington dealer in the entire world. You know that. Yep. Mo definitely. That is a fact, as a matter of fact. And my friends at the Power Lodge brought Miller into the family. Throttle therapy on land and water. Go to powerlodge.com and millamarine.com and please tell them that Tommy sent you. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? Hubbard Interactive can help. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. 
Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress stopper, my pillow towel sheets and so much more call 800-516-5146 use promo code tom or go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code tom the new tom bernard morning show is proud to have partners like north american banking company bradshaw and bryant my pillow and attorney and advertiser dave bielke i've been advertising on tom bernard shows for years i like tom not just because he's a good guy but because the ads i run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help tommy b works for me grow results for your business by partnering with the tom bernard morning show visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner keep coming back you got plenty of space oof not how you would have done that you like working with people you can rely on, like USAA, who has helped guide the military community for the past 100 years. USAA. Get a quote today. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. That's great. Don't mention a black guy that's on this show. That's wonderful. Don't mention Tevin. He was so heartbroken. I can't believe they didn't even met one black up. man on the show and they don't even mention him. We that's started listing line. off no. the names. Our friend Tevin's on on Wednesdays. And he's like he's this not on the promo. super like, optimistic. He was all excitable. I was like, oh, they're putting a list. And I start pointing at him. And then the name never comes. And he looked like... A kid at a birthday party that's balloon just oh, popped. Oh, Tevin. Like, no. Poor Tevin. What are you going to do? So funny. Don't you love that guy? Oh, I Don't love him. Don't tell him Tevin. I said that, though. I mean, I think he knows. He knows that I like him. I think the jig is up. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I now, and, and I, I have to tell you this because it's absolutely true, uh, Catherine, when, before she left on Friday, she's coming back today, and I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I asked her what she wanted for Mother's Day. And she said, I know exactly what I want for Mother's Day, if you'll commit to doing it. I said, okay. She said, for one year, starting on Mother's Day, which was yesterday, you cannot watch the national news for a year and see how it improves your life. So for the first few days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I did not watch the national news. I got up this morning and watched you, Chris Eggert, on the local news, and I'm in a much better mood. She's absolutely right. I'm in a much better new mood not listening to those pukes on <laughs> CNN and Fox and MSNBC. And, ugh. They're horrible people, Chris. Horrible. Pukes. Uh, that's are. a very underused word. I agree, you puke. <laughs> now, Chris, I'm telling you, it, it, I think the big difference is, I mean, you cut a fine figure. You're a handsome devil and all that. But that's all it is on national television. They got no, they're not news people. They're more actors than anything else. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I mean, that can be said, yes. I wouldn't okay. say across the board. I think there's some I think there's some people who are trying to do things the right way. I but so. I, to your point, I think it seems like those people are fewer and far between, you know? I just five minutes in this morning, I'm watching you on Channel 5, Eyewitness News, and I said, why do I have to work with him? 
No, that wasn't it. It was something else. It was something else that I said. My partners have been asking themselves that for for decades now. So it's you're, you're not alone. We are from the Officer Down podcast. Scott Rose and Rosie Rose, his lovely wife, is with us. Can I call your wife lovely? Is that because no, some guys is, don't like? She that. is lovely. Some guys don't like that. No. When you was like, I was giving her a compliment. Absolutely, for leave me alone. No, it's all good. What do you think, Rosie? I'm here. She. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Okay, well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're in studio because it's, uh, you know, the Officer Down podcast, obviously. But this is a National Police Week, National Peace Officers Memorial Day, as a matter of fact. They're in studio. Chris Eggert. So I watched the news this morning, yeah. and I left the house in a good mood. And that's because good. of you and the kids. Everybody else on the on the morning news. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, and Scott, I'm glad you're there. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with your work, and I know today's National Peace Officers Memorial Day, and we took a live shot from the Capitol this morning oh, awesome. um, as, as there was an officer there. And it's always, I think it's an, always an important time for people to think about it, and particularly uh, in Minnesota and in western Wisconsin over the course of the last month. It's been a, a really tough time for officers and more of a reminder that it's dangerous work. And, and you were saying that, Scott, a minute ago, like uh, there are few professions that do what you do who send people into situations. And sometimes, you know, you're going in by yourself. You don't you never really quite know how it's going to play out. So right, I'm right. glad you're here and presenting your perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate the support. Much, Next week, we're going to have a criminal in. What do you think? We have to even out by law. We have <laughs> yeah, to even yeah. it out. have to get both sides. So, yes. Yeah, they're going to talk. you, yes. That'd be good. <laughs> Except all the criminals I knew growing up are all dead, so I can't bring in a criminal. I'll they're find, all dead. I'll find one for us. <laughs> Honest to God, what, what am I going to do? So, Chris, what's the latest? Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. It was uh, it, it, the news today fairly quiet which is good there's a fire in white bear lake last night where somebody got hurt mm. um there's been a lot of flooding problems down in southern minnesota i know this weekend was pretty dreary for us but it was even worse um down in southern minnesota and there's several roads that are closed there's a mudslide yeah i you saw that, that. <laughs> yeah you don't hear about that happening in minnesota very often because no. they don't necessarily have the landscape for mudslides but um, and that was kind of down in the Mankato area where the fishing opener was this weekend. So um, I know at one point they had to like stop or delay the opener activities because of lightning at Madison Lake where the opener was happening. Mm, so, yeah. Yep. Um, Rudy, I saw you got out and fished. Yeah, we did all right. Lake Winnebagosh, uh, you know, uh, the slot limit really kind of screws people because, yes. yeah, I don't know if you guys are uh, fishermen, but the slot limit, boy, they, yeah. the DNR knows exactly what they're doing at all moments at all times because they tell you, hey, you can't take any fish between the inches of 18 and 23. Oh, that's right. And guess yep. what size fish you mostly catch <laughs> all day, Saturday and Sunday. They happen to just be 18 to 23 inches. Right, so, right. But I was, uh, it was a great time. I'm glad that we had a chance to get out. The, and it was so, we were talking about this earlier. The weather up north was spectacular as compared to yeah. Minneapolis, where it sounded like it was just nonstop rain. Yeah, and it, it, there, in fact, because it was it was so nice up there this weekend. There's like a fire danger warning today because it's while it was raining down here, it's 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 fairly dry up there, and I guess pretty windy. So that that's something else that's going on today. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to think what the contrast is in geography in our state from one end to the other. So. Brittany, did you go fishing? 
for uh, for Mom's Day? Obviously, look at me. That's the first <laughs> thing I did. I can um, tell the look on your face when we were talking about fishing was that of someone who. Uh, may have spent the weekend fishing. I actually did have a fun time looking at, like, Rudy's social media was cute. He did, like, Happy Mother's Day posts, and it was, like, five photos of him with fish. And then I think somewhere in those pictures was a picture of your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but every year on Mother's Day, I always post a side-by-side of my mom and Adam Sandler dressed up as the woman from the movie Jack and Jill. <laughs> sure. Because they look identical. They do not. And it, oh, you're, it no. drives my mom insane. Yeah, no, it's it's not yeah. great. Sometimes, it's not great. Sometimes I just post the picture of Adam Sandler, and I was like, I just wanted to say I love this woman so much, Mom. Thank you so much You're for giving me monster. life. You're a monster. An actual monster. Phenomenal. Can I tell you what we did for Mother's Day, Chris? It was very yeah, let's do it. it was very exciting. You're out of the mix. We went, we went to Costco. and just we ignores me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> we went to Costco and visited an umbrella I want to buy. We're going to buy that umbrella. Oh, so course. that was exciting. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Juno, and we all took a nap, and it was amazing. That was it? You visited I too umbrella? went to Costco for Mother's Day. You did? You did? God, I went there twice this weekend. What a glutton for punishment. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> did you see that giant umbrella? Yeah, but I... I I, I couldn't afford that. I spent too much money on flowers because that's oh. the time of year oh, in Costco yeah. right now where the True. flowers are super cheap. Yeah. So. No, I want to get one of the, like they've got like trees there and that's like ne- maybe next year we're going to mess around with that. But yeah, I want this giant umbrella. It's huge. What What's that sandwich they have at Costco? It, it comes like a on a kind of like a Subway bun kind of deal. It the, is one of the most delicious sandwiches I've ever had. Chicken club. Or th- or is it a chicken, chicken club? club call it. yeah. It's Delicious, man! It's a good sandwich. I'm gonna go get one right now. I'll see you guys tomorrow. That, you can't sleep on that food, man. It's a no. great deal. Like, even if you're not hungry when you walk into Costco, you're almost like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go get something. I mean, it's freaking hot dog that's the size of a. I mean, I know it's that big for a mm-hmm. dollar. It's, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Which, which is your Costco, Chris? Uh, I go. I actually don't care wherever I'm closest in town. So I'll, I, it could be St. Louis Park. Could be. Uh, Eden Prairie could be Maplewood if I'm up over there. EP, baby. Is that cool? <laughs> oh, God. Is that the, was that the sign you did? I don't know. I've only lived there a couple e, years. Apparently. I don't know. If I'm trying to, make, trying to make Eden Prairie Look, cool. Look, this is an E. This okay, is an E. EP, baby. I saw Catherine and Alex. I saw a picture they posted on Instagram with mud, with those mask things on their face, which is really funny. Did you see that? No. What mask yes. things? They had like those. Oh, you like, saw it too. Yeah, <laughs> great. Go get a, I mean, like home makeover. Let's do like girl things and like put masks on our faces. It looked like they're having a great time. Oh, yeah. It was they, a really they, funny they. picture. <laughs> they needed a break. No question. Oh, my God. Yeah, those are beauties right there. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Now I know I don't go on social media. Right there. There's a perfect example why I never go on social media. So what did you do, Tom? You just hang out then? Yeah, I looked out and went, oh, look, it's raining. Yeah. Every minute. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just pouring rain. What are you going to do? Well, there were hours, I guess, where it was, we were just anticipating pouring rain. So that's a whole different deal. But no, I actually did a lot of reading, watched a couple of things. I got a lot of exercise in. Over the weekend, I walked like 30 miles, which was good. 
Wow. I just went out and walked. When Catherine's awesome. gone, you just wander the earth. I wander, wander the earth till she comes back. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happened. I'm going to wander the earth till you get back here, and that's all there is to it. And any poor soul who runs into you gets to hear your sorrows of Catherine being gone. You know what else is wrong? I do that kind of deal. Yeah, that's exactly right. No question. No, but I just, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. I was going to go golf on Friday and Sunday, but it rained both days, so I got five total holes in, and about three of those I got soaked. So two holes of golf without any rain. It was a thrill. I know. That's not a very good deal right there. No. It's a rough weekend for sports. I tried to play tennis, and it immediately started raining on Saturday. It was freezing rain, too, but... I still got to learn how to play pickleball. You guys play <gasps> pickleball and pickleball any? I've never done it. I've never done it either. No. It looks fun. Really fun. Yeah, it looks fun. Chris, and you play it? I haven't, but it's all the rage, man. All these like empty store, empty like, um, in strip malls where yeah. you've got a big open space. Oh there, yeah. A lot of them are converting into these pickleball spaces. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. And like turning it into like a fun place to go and hang out and have drinks and pickleball and like it's a whole big thing now i like rudy play pickleball i try to get my daughter into it but no not at no. all we, I, we tried it one time and she was like uh i gotta spend time with you no my family got so into pickleball that they oh, built yeah. a pickleball court at the cabin so now we play it really? but it's pretty fun though because like we do like Is tournaments it? and you don't have to like like tennis, you know, you need like years of learning how to serve and all mm-hmm. these things. Like pickleball, anybody can jump in and you can have a relatively good time. So it's pretty fun. So it is fun because yeah. Catherine keeps wanting us to to kick it into high gear. Yeah, let's let's do a, a family tourney. A family tourney, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. It's super. Well, fun. Tom, I I brought this up several years ago um, when we talked about this over at your uh, that other place you were at. Um, what some of my neighbors, some of my neighbors are like, uh, like Tom, number one fan, fan club, like presidents of the fan club, and um, they were like, you tell, they have a pickleball court, and they're like, you tell Tom to come over here, we'll play pickleball, we'll have a grand old time, yada 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 yada. I mean, so if you ever want to try it, like you got an open invitation to my neighbor's house. They've been talking about it for years. Oh, that's very very nice of them. Are they? They're very nice people. They're very nice, and they love pickleball so much. Like they built a pickleball arena on their house <gasps> inside. <laughs> arena inside. Like, like Holy hell! A, a complex, and it's awesome. Do they have good snacks? Uh, they do. The last time I was over there, the, the, they and they had like snacks? a like a whole little like indoor grilling area built off of. Oh the my back god! Of the it's like so. I'm hoping you'll go play with them so I have an excuse to go back over again because they they haven't asked me by myself to come back over again. <laughs> I'm very, very lucky because I have, I was sitting out with my neighbors for a little while last night. Uh, Mike and Susan and I sat out for a while, and all of my neighbors, I would say like eight, ten total houses we get together, usually on Fridays. We meet in someone's driveway. You bring your own chair, whatever, whatever you want to drink or whatever. We get some food once in a while. I love every – my neighbors are wonderful. Isn't that, is that unusual to have neighbors that you like all of them? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Says yes. Yes, it yes. is unusual. Yes. Yeah, but I'm going to have everybody from the show over, so you'll obviously be invited to that. But I, I would like to put the show together with my neighbors because you guys would have so damn much fun. It would be unbelievable. They're all big listeners. I'm in. 
There was a guy, yeah, I was at the Lunds at 50th in France on, uh, on Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, and I walk in the, in the door, and just as you walk through the door, to the right is the, the flowers and all that stuff you could buy for Mother's Day. And as I'm walking in, this guy goes, Tom, Tom, is that you? And I go, yeah, what's up? He goes, oh, Tom, I'm a big listener. I want you to have me on the show. So, Mike, if you're listening, call in right now. You heard me. Give him the number. He said, my name is... He could look it up himself. Okay, okay. No, it's 952. This one's always dark. I can't see what that says. Does it say 600? Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> know, it's not just dark. The clip is over the number. Yeah. That's why I can't read it. 952-600-2575. Is that correct? Yeah. He said he would call in just because of his... Br- I couldn't tell if a Scottish, British, or Australian accent. Can you guys tell the difference? No, but I feel like we'll all swoon, right? Like Oh, he's a great guy. He's a very, very nice guy. Big listener, the whole deal. So get off your ass, Mike, and call in, you Brit, Australian, Scotman, whatever. <laughs> yeah, hot, hot. I don't know what the hell that is. Something it's funny that. you bring up the accent, Tom, this morning. I was listening to CNN International before I come to work because that's the only news that's on live, like when I'm getting ready in the morning. Do they lie, um, too? I was... What's that? Do they lie like Fox and CNN here? Well, I I think I kind of like listening to the overseas because I think they offer a little bit different perspective than sure. what maybe yeah, some of sense. the American media outlets do. Um, but it was funny to me because, of course, they're both in their British accents and they were talking about flooding in St. Louis, blah, 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 blah. And then they, and I was like, what? And then I heard him say again something in Missouri, St. Louis. They referred to St. Louis as St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> so funny to me. Yeah, L O U I S. Louis. Yeah, and, and I remember when that when that uh, Prince Louis or whatever, when the little royal kid was born a couple years mm-hmm. ago, yeah. we were confused as to how to say it. I was like, oh, is it Louis or Louis? I don't know. It's just funny to me that that jumped out today as being such a weird thing. I was like, Saint Louis. From now on, I'm going to call it Saint Louis. Saint Louis. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, <laughs> and it t- took me a while to dawn on it. Oh, St. Louis. You know what I love the most about that? You ever been to New Orleans? You've been to New Orleans, mm-hmm. right? When they mix all those fake accents they have there together, and now they're a real accent, it's hilarious. Like, you can't understand one damn word, those people from, let's say, outside the city limits. Honestly, guy, you walked out. Hey, could you tell me where the uh, blah 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 is? Like, what the <laughs> hell language are you speaking? And they're speaking English, but you could never tell. It, man, New Orleans is a freaking weird place. Oh, it's is it cool, ever? It's a cool place. I mean, and then you get out into the swamps. You keep going further out, and then it's like that Cajun man. You know, you and can, you better like, be what? nice. You better be nice well, yeah, to those right, Cajuns. I right. will tell you that. Yeah, they don't like it when you're not nice to them. I'm just here to tell you. No, you're right about that. Chris, will you give us one more of that Cajun accent you just? Yeah, that was a great <laughs> Cajun. Come on down. Come on down. Hell of an accent. You got that yeah, you nailed. <laughs> I mean, you're all over that accent. I'm just here to tell you. Talented. No, yeah. Talented. I gotta very quickly tell Scott and Rosie my favorite. My favorite story of all time about New Orleans. My buddy's sitting on the steps, 2 o'clock in the morning, can't sleep. So he's having a cigar, sitting on the steps in front of the hotel. And it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And a little, like, 7-year-old girl comes skipping rope down the sidewalk. She's, like, 7. 2 o'clock in the morning, by herself. And she comes up and goes, what are you doing, mister? He goes, I'm just enjoying a cigar. 
And she said, enjoying a cigar? You better get inside before somebody kills you and then skips away. Oh, it's like, whoa. Oh, no. Oh. What the hell? I would take her advice. <laughs> oh, I yeah, would yeah. too. Believe Ten me. Seven. I'm out. She just literally warned him, get inside before somebody shoots your ass. It's like, oh, okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> She's seven. Seven years old, yeah. She's Jesus. a little girl. <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty New Orleans to me. It does, doesn't it? it, That's a very New Orleans thing. It's a little jarring, but it's nothing surprising about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much true. I got a tattoo in New Orleans. Can you see it? Uh, Oh, yeah, look at that. My my Florida Lee right there. How long did it take to get that tattoo? That one was tiny. It was like, that took like... No, but I mean the whole arm. Oh, I don't know. It's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, so like, it took over the. Does it so to do a tattoo? Because Rudy, you got a tattoos on your arms. So how long does it take to get that done? Uh, the inside of my arm was about eight and a half hours, and that was oh that was probably the whole inside Ooh. of my arm. Yeah. Oh, that's got to yeah. be a bitch. You have to sit still for eight and a half hours. Yeah, that one was that was oh. brutal, man. Especially like when you hit that like six hour mark. That's a that's a it's it, yeah. yeah it's ugh, you're ready to get out of that chair. <laughs> Three quarters of the way there. I got a news release from some operation out in L.A. Like, they're putting people under under general anesthesia now for their tattoos. I'm like, oh. dude, that's so weak. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, really? it, I, I, when you're in your 20s, just go for it. But now that I'm in my yeah. 40s when I get tattooed, they do have, like, a topical solution that you can put on, and it'll oh, numb yeah. it. And yeah, I'm totally – I've earned my right to be able to sure. use that. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a merchant marine, okay? I'm a podcaster. So I'm going to use the uh, I'm gonna use the, uh, the the Novocaine on top of my arm if for I, sure. If I have to, li- like, lay there for that long, oh. I, mean, I want an epidural. Oh. Like, I want a straight-up spinal block. Epidural, waist up. Like, why not? Yeah. Plus, I'm sober, so I'll take any chance I can well, get to just true. be, like, out of my gourd. That's very, I very mean, they're true. talking, like, plastic surgery. Like, they put you out, general anesthesia. You wake up and your whole, you know, whatever it is you're getting tattooed. I don't know. I think that's that's lame. I would love opinion. that. I would love that for the dentist. I know that, like, we should just be conscious for the dentist, but how nice would it just be to be out for the dentist? Just even teeth cleaning. Out. Why not? Really? Even <laughs> it hurts that much? Do- no, I just think, like, why not? Dogs get, dogs get to be put under when yeah, they're... That's true. <laughs> that is true. Can I get the same luxuries of a poodle? Like, yes. Yes, you yeah. can. I know you got to go, Chris, so I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Are you guys going to cover the story about the woman that got a call from her bank and woke her up? Hmm? Apparently, there's some woman. I, I'm not going to read the whole story, just the headline. You tell. This woman gets a call from the bank. Woman wakes up to bank account overdrawn by a hundred billion dollars. Ooh. <laughs> it's gonna be a while to pay that one back. Can you imagine Ouch. that? So I don't know who made the mistake or whatever, but she obviously didn't have a hundred billion dollars in her checking account. And that was her checking account, by the way. I just oh love that. Isn't that a great story? How did you like to That's wake up awful. to that? That's freaking awesome. I also feel like that's what my account is going to be like until payday this week because of the multiple trips to Costco. So <laughs> overdrawn by a hundred uh, billion. Yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be cutting her pretty close this week, that's for sure. Should have yeah. just done one trip and done in a giant umbrella. I know. I know. <laughs> you know one thing I hate about that is you got those fifty five gallon drums of cheese balls. Oh. That pisses me off. It's like get that away from me. Are the the <laughs> pretzel, the peanut butter pretzel. Oh, I love those. Oh, I just walked by those, matter of fact, yesterday. 
And I'm like, keep moving. No, I just can't. Keep moving. When those are in the pantry, it's a real casual grab of oh, like 400 calories. Like, I love that. Yeah, well, that's the other <laughs> Put it in my pocket and drive. <laughs> Dude, I put a, I put like a ziplock, a ziplock bag of them dumb things in my freaking car console. So oh, you're yeah. killing me, both of you. I love it's those. such a casual, insane I'll, amount like, of calories. Well, I, I didn't eat breakfast. I was just, and then I'm like, no, stop, dude, get them out of the freaking car. Like, don't do it. I love that. My husband, when we were there on Mother's Day, he bought that like. 40 pack of cookies oh. and it's me and him that live there like go go can't even so i'm just like we're casually just eating giant cookies it's not okay it's not okay i'm gonna take a break chris has gotta go i mean my god that's not fair bye you guys i got a great story to talk about tomorrow uh i forgot uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be watching you from uh, I, I guess about 5 15 in the morning deep tease okay. here let's hear what's Cars, are, automakers are getting rid of AM radios in their cars. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it was in the Washington Post this weekend, which was pretty interesting. But I'm out of time, so that's it. <laughs> what a tease right, for Chris, tomorrow. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to meet you, Scott. Yep, nice to meet you, too. Go away. <laughs> what a nice man to work with. All right, so you're good to go. What do you got planned for the rest of the day for uh, for uh, National Peace Officers Memorial Day, for the week, all the rest of it? Rose and I are going to head over to the Capitol. Nice. Okay. Uh, we'll do that right away this morning. Head over there and help get things set up for the program tonight and make sure we're taking care of our Honor Guard officers there. Um, I've got a – we've got our memorial program for Southeast Minnesota on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking down there. And then I've got a podcast coming up uh, that will come out Thursday – it's a difficult one because it's our, it's my best friend from work, who we lost in 2013. Oh, God. oh wow! So <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out how to format this where I'm, I'm narrating it yet I'm in it. Yeah, I uh, understand that. So I've been interviewing our staff, and uh, so that's that's an emotional one. So uh, yeah. And Check. one more time, just so because our listeners have been writing in, this is Scott Rosen. What's the name of your podcast? So it's Officer Down Memorial Podcast. Okay. And it's uh, OfficerDownMemorialPodcast.com. If you don't, uh, if you don't listen to podcasts generally, you can l- listen to it directly from there. One thing about the website: the website's got um, uh, evidence photos and and a lot of photos from each of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jerry Hoff one, when I when oh, I think right, of you, yeah. the Minneapolis yep. one from '92, yep. that one's on there. Um, but the website or anywhere, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we've had downloads in all 50 states and like 62 countries or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. We got a lot of listeners who want to know all that. So I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That is a wonderful thing. And like everybody else who comes in, your wife's far too good for you. I know. So anyway, I know. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Great having you in. We have to take a break. Be right back right after this break. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Officer Down Memorial Podcast.